Welcome, Bird Gang. On today's show, we give you another reason to like Dennis Gardeck. For the second straight week, the Cardinals are facing a backup quarterback. Andy Dalton, though, is no backup. The Cowboys' offense overall, very, very good. Dominant, according to Vance Joseph. Patrick Peterson said they're going to have their hands full. The numbers back up both their claims. It's Cardinals Cover 2, episode 333, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2 with Craig Grealou and Mike Jarecki. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Murray rolls to the right, throws near side to Fitz, caught, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. Here's Craig Grealou and Mike Jarecki. Free plug to NFL Game Pass. Not sure if you saw this or not, MJ, but how about Buda Baker being featured along with Brian Baldinger and Kurt Warner, a sit-down interview, and a clip right now is up on NFL.com, the entire thing on NFL.com slash Game Pass. But it's fascinating to listen to not only Warner and Baldinger talk about X's and O's, but then you throw in Buda Baker, who's a football junkie, and the clip for those interested talked about tackling and how Baker is always square to the ball carrier. And then he mentioned this was I found interesting that at Washington under head coach Chris Peterson, they used a lot of rugby techniques. And that is what we're hearing because that is the proper way, the safe way to make tackles and rugby and football are a lot alike. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the uh, NFL game pass and you know, normally uh, during the preseason it's free. Uh, this year we didn't have it, but you were able to go back and watch other games. And of course you get the coaches film. So yeah. And listen, it's good to get a get a quarterback in there because times Baldy will break down both sides of the ball. Um, but when you get a quarterback in there, you know, what were you thinking and what were you, what was the a quarterback think when he breaks the huddle to see a guy like Buda Baker? So, yeah, and I didn't know that. I mean, it seems like guys that, you know, get in the NFL have either wrestling backgrounds or rugby backgrounds, and really they're more they're more physical guys on the team. Well, Lucky Foe, too, a great rugby background. We've kind of seen that at times on the field here this season. Again, Buda Baker sitting down with Brian Baldinger and Kurt Warner. By the way, it needs to be mentioned, Baldinger, one of the first a year ago, to jump on the Kyler Murray bandwagon when things weren't looking so good. But Baldinger breaks down film like I haven't seen anyone else and really, quote-unquote, dumbs it down, if you will, to where you can understand either offense or defense, what should happen, what is happening, and then the developments of certain players. So I really like it when he either has something up on NFL.com or puts something out on social media. Well, and – uh I was uh, I, I follow him so you know I'll watch it just to learn you know maybe players in the AFC that we don't see a lot but fans are like when are you going to break down uh, my team you know and in Lamar Jackson he goes I have too many jobs right now because by doing that you know, all of a sudden the, the NFL Network who he used to work for uh, they're giving him and, and Curtis show with different players. He does games on Sundays. I mean, and then, you know, he's got other stuff, and he's from Philadelphia, so I'm sure he probably does daily radio shows or radio hits throughout the course of the week. But he he basically told the guy, I have too many jobs right now. But he's really good at what he does, and so people want to tap into his knowledge. And he's got the football jargon. And I like what you said. 
He makes it simplified. He doesn't get into, you know, so much what the call was. It's it's more about what the execution was. Again, NFL.com slash Game Pass to see the entire segment, the entire sit-down interview. And this was done in the offseason, so before all the different COVID-19 rules. NFL Game Pass, a great opportunity on Sunday night, Monday, to look back at your favorite team, or in this case, the Arizona Cardinals, to kind of see what happened. And then you can kind of get the coach's film and really go behind the scenes if you all know a lot of the Bird Gang out there likes that. All right, let's get to a couple of injury items because it's good news on the surface. Jalen Thompson designated to return from injured reserve. This opens up a three-week window for the team to activate him. Whether that happens this week or not, not sure. Defensive coordinator Vance Joseph said Thompson, quote, physically looks okay. Now we'll just see how it goes the rest of the week. Remember, Thompson hurt his ankle week one, two snaps into the game against the 49ers and has not played since. Yeah, and, you know, the fact that, you know, the last couple of weeks we've been asking, and, you know, this obviously he was on the three-week uh, designation. You know, you're you're asking a lot for a guy that's to come in and play right away. And, you know, depending on Banjo and, you know, obviously they have Charles Washington back there. They're probably going to dress four. And you got Buda Baker, you got Deontay Thompson, hopefully Banjo. So maybe he's a week away and then you start looking at the bye week, but definitely he's a starter. And, you know, I, I think Thompson has played better and then what he did in training camp and last year when he initially had the job. So uh, I think that position will settle down um, again. I mean, we'll see what the, uh, what the inactives are, but for the most part, I, I, I feel like they can get through this game uh, depending on what happens because again, you just don't want to push him. You want to make sure he's going to come back and then not have any setback. And if he does play, it's probably going to be a limited role, just snap wise. And so, you know, if you're only dressing, you know, four defensive backs and four safeties, I mean, these guys usually play a ton of snaps. Physically fine, but are you in game shape? And I think right now that is what the Cardinals are looking at with Jalen Thompson. And you mentioned Deontay Thompson playing well. I thought maybe last week was his best game. So now all of a sudden maybe you can go a little bit. Uh, be a little bit more cautious with respect to Jalen Thompson. The other injury to keep an eye on here this week, J.R. Sweezy has not been seen during the open portion of practice the past two days. He got hurt in the fourth quarter, injured his elbow. And by my counts, if he is unable to go, which would be a blow to this offensive line, but you do have waiting in the wings, Justin Murray, who I looked up. And again, this is by my count. He's played four series four drives at right guard through five weeks this season. So he is certainly very capable. In fact, Kingsbury praised Murray for what he did against the Jets and then added, quote, I think he's found a home, meaning playing inside. Remember, he was the right tackle that we all loved and certainly was called the MVP by his fellow offensive linemen, but perhaps maybe a future home inside, whether that left or right guard. Well, I mean, on paper, looking ahead, then that means, you know, guys like Josh Jones could be your swing tackle. We know he's got uh, he's opportunities at left tackle. But, you know, obviously, Kelvin Beachman, the way he's playing, you like to retain him. He's a great locker room guy, great in the community, just well-spoken. I like to hear him talk. Um, yeah, I mean, it, but, you know, Murray's more athletic, and he, he got a chance to play last year. And, you know, even though he was protecting the edges, I think he's your sixth man. He can play both tackle positions. You know, they also have Max Garcia, 
and then you can dress eight this year. So um, Sweezy's a tough guy, though. I, you know, I'd wait a couple of days to see what happens with him. I mean, clearly he's a starter for a reason, but they've been rotating those guys a little bit when Pew's been out there. So I think Murray, we can. It's safe to say he's the number one lineman coming off the board uh, when it comes to backups or getting an opportunity to start. But uh, Sweezy's a tough guy, and he, he normally plays in games. So we'll wait a couple of days on that one. You almost forget about Josh Jones, the Cardinals draft pick this season, who's, I think, getting a nice education from afar from the sidelines. But good depth. And what John Kugler mentioned in training camp is becoming true because you just rattled off seven names right there without mentioning Josh Jones and this offensive line. Individually, not world beaters. I mean, no pro bowlers, no all pros. But collectively, as a group, the sum is greater than the individual parts, and I think that's what we're seeing here this season and even last season. Yeah, and Humphreys is coming off a career game, and Beecham again told us that they're still leaving plays on the field. He thinks they should have um, at least two 100-yard rushers. I mean, as a team average, it's just they're not getting those big runs. And, you know, I know people are down on Kenyon Drake. He, he's, he's the guy that's going to do that. And Chase Edmonds is a change of pace back. He's a guy that can do a little bit more in the, in the passing game. Uh, more fluid, I think, uh, running between the tackles. So um, good dilemma to have. But, but you know, I, I think as we go forward, I think whoever has the hot hand, we could see that guy. Um, again, you don't want to run Chase Edmonds in the ground where he's 20 carries and 20 touches where, you know, he's got a smaller frame. Um, but this offensive line, I'm glad you pointed out because they don't get the national credit um, and they couldn't care less. Uh, when you're averaging over five yards of carry and you got – your quarterback's got five rushing touchdowns, and they have, a, you know, I think eight or nine as a team. Could be more um, from that standpoint. I mean, as a collective unit, they're getting better, and they'll be as long as they can stay healthy. You can't lose, you know, certain guys like Humphreys and you know way that um, Justin Pugh's playing. And if you miss Sweezy for a game, it, it's going to happen. But um, collectively, I think they'll get better as the season progresses. The sixth best rushing offense, and Kyler Murray has only been sacked eight times. Remember, it was Murray who said, I think we can cut that number, remaining last year's number of 48 and half. Well, they're on their way to half, and I think Murray is getting a lot smarter as a quarterback, and that offensive line is taking a lot of pride in making sure number one stays upright. Well, if you look at quarterback hits through week five, you now granted the, the Packers uh, had a bye. Their quarterback's been hit nine times. Number two, Arizona, 13 times. Pittsburgh, four, 14 times. Uh, the Rams, Colts, and Browns, which is considered a good offensive line, 17. The team that uh, is getting the quarterback hit the most, Philadelphia, 44, San Francisco, 48, and, of course, the first overall pick in the draft, Joe Burrow. Obviously, you know, I like the way he plays. I think he's got a bright future. But once again, um, when you get drafted first overall and you got to be the savior, um, you don't want to see those guys take a beating. And he's been hit a lot so far. So just to back up what you're saying, um, Kyler Murray's been upright. Yes, he's, he's taken, you know, a couple bigger hits this year than last year. Uh, and he, it's surprising because if anyone tackles him from behind, they're going to land on his body where normally he would sit and see it. It's only happened a few times. so. Um, but, again, we do have to include him in the running game. 
Bird Gang, make sure you update to the latest version of the Cardinals mobile app today. The update features an all-new redesigned home screen experience. Visit azcardinals.com slash app for more. Before we get into the Cowboys offense and how the Cardinals might attack what Andy Dalton has as far as his skilled receivers and, of course, Ezekiel Elliott, I want to mention Dennis Gardeck because I don't know if there's a Bird Gang out there, a Cardinal fan that does not like Gardeck, but if you're still looking for another reason to fall in love with this kid, how about his press conference earlier today? And one of the questions, well, first of all, our colleague Darren Urban at azcardinals.com, because the way Gardeck speaks, he doesn't take himself too seriously. He doesn't talk about himself a lot. So Darren asked about his ego. Did he have one? Because he's very self-deprecating. Well, Kardec, it's like, oh, I'm glad you kind of explained what that meant because it was a word that kind of went over my head and which got a chuckle from everyone. And then there was a part where we're just kind of get to know who Gardeck is as a person. And his response was, quote, who am I at the end of the day? Well, I just like throw it out there, very philosophical, but someone that might be a little bit, I wouldn't say different, but doesn't take himself too seriously. What he does take seriously is his passion, his love, and his work ethic when it comes to the game of football. Yeah, and, and you know, even though they're not able to, you know, do the milk and cookies on Tuesdays, um, you know, now they're at the facility a little bit, and he would go to every uh, charity event that was available, and, and he's still doing it through Zoom and stuff like that. So you're not going to meet a better guy. And he, you can just tell he's appreciative. Um, I don't know if he ever dreamt of it. Uh, you can dream about a lot of things, but he really appreciate the opportunity. And players gravitate to that guy. They mean, he may not have all the talent in the world, but he's not going to take a playoff. He's going to stick his nose in the fan on, on, on the special teams aspect. And, hey, he may have carved out a nice career for himself because he's found his niche. I know he wants to play on defense, and hopefully he gets a few snaps because he goes out there and he plays 100 miles an hour. And I thought he had a great message as well. Someone who came from a small school, yet here he is in his third NFL season, and he mentioned, quote, if you're good enough, they're going to find you, end quote. And then he mentioned, don't worry where you want to be. Concentrate on where you are in the moment and make the most of the opportunity that you have. And that's what he did at Sioux Fall after transferring from West Virginia State. And the Cardinals found him. And he was hell on wheels, as head coach Cliff Kingsbury likes to say, against the scout team or running the scout team against the Cardinals offense. And now here he is, very well could get another opportunity with Chandler Jones on the sidelines as an outside linebacker. Yeah, just to give you an idea how early uh, Cliff gets in the office. And um, and Craig, you, when we were allowed in the building, you were there early in the office on certain days uh, prepping for different shows. Uh, when Kingsbury gave him that game ball, he said, when I walked through the uh, the weight room slash locker room at 5 a.m., there's Dennis Gardeck. And when he probably walks out of there in the afternoon, there's Dennis Gardeck. And, again, uh, there was times he was working out at Brett Fisher's uh, institute heat. That's where, you know, he was working out at, you know, getting ready for the, for possibly an opportunity as an undrafted free agent. So, you know, it hasn't come easy. And, uh, you know, I, I think that underdog role fits him well. Um, but I think he wants to be more of a football player than just a special teams player. And he's got the ability to do it. 
but he's just undersized. When you see when you saw him out there, you're like, these these linemen are like six five, six four, three twenty, and you got Dennis Gardeck. And one of the things I want to bring up is when uh, Vance said that he told him in the offseason, we're going to move you strictly to outside linebacker, and he told us that was a great moment because he thought he would get an opportunity, and Vance said he was just thrilled. So, again, you wish you could have a ton of those guys, uh, but also you like to wish you can have a ton of Buddha Bakers out there too, you know, quality football players. But guys that are underdogs, you root for them just because it hasn't come easy. They weren't highly recruited. They weren't on any five-star uh, list. They didn't get wild. Uh, they didn't get wild to bring him in for a visit. So, anyways, that's his story, and um, I'm, I'm glad he's uh, getting the opportunity to tell it. More than 800 snaps as a special teams player, and then gets his first defensive snaps. Played 10 with two sacks, and then he admitted earlier today when addressing the media that, quote. I'm not going to lie, I kind of blacked out a little bit regarding his first sack. And then he was asked about his two sack dances because Patrick Peterson earlier said, I'll give him a three for this one and a seven for the second dance. And Gardeck said, well, three plus seven, that's a 10. I'll take it. So that's the type of person Gardeck is because he can always turn a negative into a positive. That's who he is. He's very positive in his everyday life and certainly he is very positive influence for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, and these guys come around every couple of years, and you know, I, I, a lot of people want to compare him to Pat Tillman, just the way he plays on special teams, not the same uh, jersey, but uh, long hair. You know, we know that Pat played the echo of the whistle, but yeah, I, it's hard not to root for the guy, and 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 again, he's well respected in that locker room. All right, let's move forward because if Gardak is on the field playing some defense this week because Chandler Jones is out for the season, then he'll have an opportunity to rush against Cowboys quarterback Andy Dalton and not Dak Prescott, who, by the way, was at the Cowboys facility today visiting his teammates after Prescott went on social media and thanked all his fans for the well wishes. Interesting, Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy on a conference call with Arizona reporters today thought that the team was fortunate to have an extra day of preparation this week to, quote, work through the emotion of Prescott's Injury, So a lot of love or a lot of people uh, certainly feel for what Prescott is dealing with. But as they say, you move on and the Cowboys are moving on with Andy Dalton, who the Cardinals MJ saw just last season in Cincinnati. In fact, it was the Cardinals first win of the season, beating the Bengals with Andy Dalton at quarterback. Although it was closer, Dalton threw two fourth quarter touchdowns to tie the game before Zane Gonzalez kicked that field goal to make it 26-23. Yeah, and Murray had that huge run to put him in a field goal range, one of my uh, big plays from last year. Um, unfortunately, um, he didn't have the same talent on the field he's going to have this week. And, you know, I've asked Patrick Peterson, I asked uh, Vance Joseph today, what, what makes those so unique, and I think they're all a little bit different. And we'll start with Amari Cooper. Obviously, they rewarded him with a $100 million contract. They put worthy of uh, – he's an ex-receiver. He's a guy that's going to work the numbers. He he plays outside the numbers. He's a guy that's good on the 50-50 balls. And then you look at Michael Gallup. Um, the plays he made in the fourth quarter, he keeps his uh, – he's very aware of the sidelines, tiptoeing and toe-dragging. Uh, he makes huge plays at big times in the game. And then you look at C.D. Lamb, and 
you know, I've heard this twice now that he looks like a five or six year veteran and the, the routes he runs, he's polished. And then you got to worry about Zeke and we'll get into him. But, you know, Andy Dalton's capable of running this team. Um, you know, one thing that I didn't get a chance to ask Vance on and something that's concerning me the last couple of weeks is these bootlegs. These quarterbacks are going on these bootlegs and they're wide open. Well, in other words, you got to keep your eyes on where the quarterback is, but you got to realize where the linemen are going. And the linemen are going, it's, it's almost like a play action. The linemen are, and, and the, the majority of offense is going left. Quarterback rolls out, and there's a guy wide open all the time. And the Cardinals have done this, and usually it's he's here, you got one receiver eight yards, and he got another one 12 yards. And I'm, I'm concerned about the bootlegs. Just you got to you got to somehow pinch the edge, but. You know, Elliot, you know, I'll say I think he's one of the top dual backs in the NFL. I mean, he can catch the ball. He's physical. Now, there are missing three defensive linemen. I don't think they have the same tight ends they had in the past, but uh, they're going to go 11 personnel. And, you know, Andy Dalton, he can run that bootleg. Um, he can make the, he can make all the throws. And uh, I think the middle of the field is something the Cardinals are going to have to be worried about. Well, we saw Joe Flacco last week on the bootleg rollout, something that maybe caught people off guard because Flacco is not that mobile. Now, remember, last week leading into that Jets game, I was a little weary of Flacco as a backup quarterback, <laughs> yet at the same time, he was someone that hadn't played in a long time. And I think we saw some of the rust, although to Flacco's detriment, there were some drops as well. Those skilled players didn't do Flacco any favors. Here we are, second straight week, facing a backup quarterback, Andy Dalton was a starter, though, for nine years with the Bengals. And, you know, say what you want about his resume. I looked it up, MJ. 204 career passing touchdowns. This season, he will pass Kurt Warner, who finished with 208. Terry Bradshaw, 212. Those are two Hall of Famers right there. I'm not saying Dalton's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he's got some numbers, and he can spin it. And now all of a sudden, as you pointed out, he has weapons that he didn't have when he was playing with the Bengals. I mean, people don't remember they made the playoffs, I want to say, five consecutive seasons. And, you know, I, I don't know if it was a, a play or a call. One game they probably should have won. I, I'm not going back to when Carson Palmer got hit by, uh, I think he tore his ACL. That was prior to that. But, I mean, it, the fact is they couldn't win a playoff game, and that's probably cost Marvin Lewis his job and, that's when you bring in a new head coach and then looking at the future and they draft uh, Joe Burrow. So, no, he's capable. I, if, if I had to rank the backup quarterbacks in the league, I would put Nick Foles and Andy Dalton right there, one-two. Uh, Foles is getting an opportunity right now. Dalton's going to play the remainder of the season. Listen, it uh, wouldn't surprise me. He, he He's from uh, Texas. He went to TCU. I mean, it's, it's a great story. He, he's been in the limelight. Now he just wants to play football. So, He's very capable of running this offense. I mean, I, and we know that the Cardinals, Landry Jones and Kyle Allen, we, you know, even, you know, um, you know, Bridgewater was a starter, but he's been a backup and they kind of ran the same offense as the Saints. So, um, even last week, Flacco, I'm not taking any of these guys lightly because, you know, if something happens in training camp, then you kind of tailor your stuff around. During the season, you add, Plays, you know, it's kind of like Kyler and Cliff. They talk about what works and what doesn't. What are you comfortable with? I'm sure Mike's having that conversation, McCarthy, with Andy Dalton, but he's a veteran quarterback. He studies the game. He knows. And 
the fact that he did play against his defense last year, I think that will, will try to ha- help him. But again, I think they got different personnel and players. It's interesting because if you remember in the offseason when the move was announced, people questioned it on both sides. Why would the Cowboys sign a veteran quarterback? And then on the flip side, why would a veteran quarterback of Dalton's resume go to a team that has an established franchise quarterback? You weren't going to play. Well, now all of a sudden we see what happens. Dalton is going to be on the field for Monday Night Football with the chance to kind of get back at the Cardinals a year ago for losing that contest in 2019. It will be the fourth time the Cardinals face Andy Dalton. They are 2-1 and one all time against the veteran. Well, I think it's two things. First of all, he's made a lot of money, and Dak was on a really, if, unless he got a long-term deal, they thought he was going to hold out. And he ended up signing the, te- the tender offer uh, for 30, close to 31.7 or 34 million. And again, he's anywhere he goes now, it's going to happen. They're going to draft a young guy. But if you're looking for a guy that gets you through a season with, you know, 11 games left, I mean, he's the perfect guy. So is Nick Foles. And there's other quarterbacks out there. You know, I, I was hoping Brian Hoyer would play well, but obviously there's a drop off when Cam Newton is that quarterback. But yeah, I think the Cardinals realize this. this this guy's an NFL quarterback. Um, he's capable of running that offense. Um, and he may not be as mobile as Dak, but again, those bootlegs and the fact that he's accurate, um, that can cause some problems for any defense. Vance Joseph mentioned that when he was watching the film of last week's Cowboys game against the Giants, that, quote, nothing changed offensively when Prescott got hurt and Dalton came in. Yet at the same time, Joseph acknowledged as a former head coach, if there is a change in quarterbacks and you have an Ezekiel Elliott, that if it was Joseph as the head coach, maybe he would lean a little bit more on the run game. But as what he has seen so far, nothing's changed as far as throwing the football to your playmakers. And case in point, Dalton was 9 of 11 for 111 yards. He was sacked once when he entered that ball game last week. Yeah, and, 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 and again, we talk about hurries and pressures, knockdowns. You, you can he, he has a tendency to fumble every once in a while. Now, what was interesting, and that's why I give him so much credit, when he came in the game the first play, you're always thinking they're going to hand it off. He actually checked at the line of scrimmage. He changed the play, the first his first um, his first opportunity when Dak went down. So that gives those to show you that. You know, backup quarterbacks don't get a ton of reps, but he's in the same room when it comes to, you know, breaking down the film and watching film. But the fact that he was wherewithal to check out of that play, knowing that it was going to work based on the defense's formation, that's impressive considering they have a new coaching staff in New York. They're running a new defense. So little things like that go a long way when it comes to uh, game planning for an opponent. Well, we always hear stop the run first and foremost, and that's certainly going to be the game plan this week. The Cardinals, though, need to do a better job at stopping the run because they are allowing 124 yards per game on the ground so far this season, and that never sits well, especially with a defensive coordinator like Vance Joseph. And now all of a sudden you are playing Ezekiel Elliott, who is fourth in the NFC with 364 rushing yards averaging just over four yards a carry. So make the Cowboys one-dimensional. Let Andy Dalton throw the football around a little bit. But right now, I think the focus is going to be on that rushing attack. 
Yeah, and I think the Cardinals feel good about their 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 front seven. Um, you know, we got a chance to talk to Vance as we do every Thursday, and you know, Zach Allen he played seventy four percent of the snaps in Carolina, but last week when Chandler got hurt, he he increased his snap total and initially was averaging forty eight percent over a five game span. Uh, he was in about sixty four percent, and according to Vance, he's not just a guy that you know can play left defensive end. They can move around a little bit. So I think we're all looking who's going to replace Chandler Jones. First of all, it's going to be by committee. Uh, Dennis Gardex missed practice a couple days, but he, according to him and, and the training staff, he'll be ready on Monday night. Kylie Fitz has missed a couple of practice. Um, you know, he's doing some stuff on the side during the open portion. Then you got Hassan Reddick. Um, and he, he, he maintained they're going to dress four guys there. So. And don't forget about Devon Kennard as Kennard. well. He's back practicing, and in the words of Joseph, quote, we'll see how he progresses, end quote. Missed two weeks now because of a calf injury, but his return would be huge, especially as far as setting the edge yes. when it comes to the Cowboys' rushing ability. And, that, and that's something Hassan Wright's got to do a better job. I think Campbell you know, has done a really good job helping those guys out. But, yeah, Kennard, I, mean, I don't mean to be redundant, uh, you know, on Sunday night during the post-game show, and he tweeted, I'm close. Uh, he was on the trip, and he, according to Paul Calvisi, he was working out before the game, which is always encouraging just to kind of see where he's at. He's been practicing, but, you know, a calf strain or a calf injury is, is something that's painful. And so now it's a matter of what's tolerance there, and they can definitely use him. But, you know, you want to make sure you're smart because you don't want guys coming back for a week and then they're off for three more weeks, especially when you got a huge division game coming up in a couple weeks from here. Yeah, the Seahawks, the team that you're referring to, coming up after Monday night. So the short week for the Cardinals and the Seahawks, as it would have, they're off this weekend. So they'll have extra time. It's their bye week. So before that week seven contest, you got a real fresh Seahawks team coming to State Farm State. Yeah, but you know what? Gain some momentum. Feel good about that. I mean, I, I know coming off a loss, you kind of go back to the drawing board and make correct mistakes. But now win this game on national television against a team that obviously is able to score points. Um, you know, who knows if it's going to look like a Big 12 game. Um, it could be a shootout. Um, normally when you say that, the score is like, I don't know, 17 to 14. Well, you know, ESPN's going to want a shootout, and we'll have to wait and see what happens. Well, they're not on calling Monday the dice, Craig. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Although when John Gruden was in the booth, who knows? He was basically up there acting as a head coach. That's why he got back in the game. And, and just to give everyone a heads up, there is an earlier Monday night game. There's no Thursday night football. I think we all can just exhale. Uh, so it was great to have a Tuesday night game. So the Chiefs are in Buffalo to play the Bills. And if that game goes to the fourth quarter in overtime, they will not start the Cardinals Monday Night Football on ESPN until that game ends. So they're really back-to-back, and I'm sure everyone's going to be excited with their fantasy players. So, Bird Gang, plan accordingly for your Monday night next week. Also, you can plan ahead as well. If you like Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, this and all of the Cardinal podcasts, the Big Red Rage, Cardinals Underground, Cardinals Red Sea Report, all on azcardinals.com slash podcast. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Get all of the different podcasts each and every week. All right, so Pro, Pro Football was ranking all the uh, defenses in the NFL, and I won't bore you with all of them. 
Uh, they had the Rams at four, just how much Aaron Donald makes a difference. And Jalen Ramsey, the Niners at eight, even though they had some injuries. The Cardinals at 16. This, to me, is the stat of the day because we've watched the team all year. And when you look at it from that standpoint, um, they've given up some, some chunk plays. Okay, they've given up some chunk plays. But according to this, Craig, Arizona's done a good job limiting plays down the field. They have allowed a catch rate of just 34% on throws of 10 or more, the best in the NFL by seven percentage points. Now, this week is going to be different. Well, there are three numbers or three stats that Vance Joseph always looks at. It's third down, red zone, and points allowed. The Cardinals are number four. And third down, they are number two in red zone, and they are number five in points allowed at just over 20 a contest. Now, you're looking at a Cowboys team that offensively ranks number three in points scored, 32.6. They are one of seven teams that average at least 30 points a contest. Three others are at 29 or more, and that number seven, According to the National Football League, the most in a single season, seven teams averaging at least 30 points, the most through week five since 1970. Scoring is up across the board, and you would love to see the Cardinals put up some points this week. They're going to have to. And Larry Fitzgerald thinks, you know, eventually the defenses are going to catch up. But right now, record numbers. I do think this is going to be high scoring. And, um, you know, hopefully – uh, the Cardinals can force some turnovers, um, and, and they can sustain some tries. And, you know, I think this is a game where, you know, I want to see the offense pr- progress again from the passing standpoint. Um, and then defensively, just try to force some turnovers, get them out three and out, you know, that, and they're going to have 25,000 fans there, hopefully some te- Cardinal fans and Texans fans for D hop, Kyler Murray fans, whether they're Cowboy fans or not. Um, you know, those people are going to be restless because they know they probably don't have a chance to come back if they're down by 10 or 14 points in that game. And the Cardinals are going to get some help on Monday as well as it is official. Chandler Jones placed on injured reserve and taking his spot on the active roster. Linebacker Isaiah Irving signed from the Broncos practice squad. Irving, 6'3", 254 in his fourth season, played three years with the Chicago Bears. So he does have experience. And now you're looking at another outside linebacker to help set the edge and then just some more depth especially if Kennard is a week away or at less than 100%. And, of course, we know that Kylie Fitz and Dennis Gardeck are both not 100%. Yeah, and, and the good news is is that, you know, he's been through the COVID uh, protocols. He was with the Denver Broncos, and the Cardinals decided to poach him off their practice squad, so he'll be on the active roster. And I, I talked to somebody in Denver last night, and they told me he's ready to play. Um, he, he, he had an opportunity in training camp, and they went with a younger guy, a little bit cheaper. I'm sure he's on a minimum deal here. That wouldn't surprise me if he's in uniform. Um, we talked about this with Kyle Vandenbosch, and, and there's, you know, I was talking to Kyle Odegaard during the open portion of practice this morning. And there's a difference between rushing and blitzing. Rushing, you have to know your assignments. Blitzing is there's a quarterback, and you go after him. So they need someone to, to kind of um, rotate and be part of that committee. And he's got the capability of doing that. Um, we'll see what his role is if he's active. 
Um, but I like the size. I did see him wor- working out just on the side from a standpoint of he was um, just doing some conditioning stuff. But the fact is he's been in the COVID protocol, so you don't have to wait X amount of days. And it definitely can help him. And the Cardinals felt like, that, you know, besides Lorenzo Elegendo, really wasn't anybody out there that's on the street that can help this team. The good news is he's been in training camp. He's played, um, you know, on the scout team. So he should be in football shape, and this should be a guy that's looking for an opportunity. Well, he's going to be tossed. If he is active, he'll be thrown into the deep waters because the Cowboys, as we mentioned, number three in points scored, number one as far as total offense, 19th best in the rushing First in passing, first in first downs. They are 11th in red zone and tied for 13th in goal to go. This team is able to move the football and put points on the scoreboard. That's why I think a lot of people believe that this has the potential to be a shootout, regardless of its Andy Dalton as the quarterback, because as you alluded to, all the offensive weapons he has in addition to Ezekiel Elliott, C.D. Lamb, sixth in the NFL in yards, Amari Cooper, seventh in yards, and Michael Gallup, his 20-and-a-half yards per catch, second behind only D.K. Metcalf. The issue with the Cowboys is not their offense. It's their defense. Yeah. And, you know, I, I haven't looked at the press release, but I, I don't wonder what number he's going to wear because uh, when they're watching film for the last four or five games, um, if Isaiah Irving's active, they're not going to know who he is at that point. And he yeah, fills the uniform up pretty good. Yeah, he has not been assigned a number as of yet here, depending on when the Bird Gang listens to this That's podcast. a good thing. That's a good thing. Again, when he, they're going to go, who's this guy? And they'll figure it out, you know, because he's going to be in the uh, – he'll be in the 90-man uh, or the 53-man roster, and they'll give you measurements. But uh, hopefully they'll, they'll try to figure it out maybe in the second or third quarter. Hey, any advantage you can hey. get in the National Football well, League, right? And, and, and honestly, these these moves usually happen on a Tuesday because they're playing on Monday and travel, and he's been in the COVID protocol. I mean, this worked out because he had an extra day, and they were obviously waiting for the results on Chandler Jones. Hey, real quick, before we wrap up this edition of Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, do you agree with Vance Joseph as far as what the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy might do offensively as far as maybe put more of the load on Ezekiel Elliott or just keep that wheel spinning, literally, with Andy Dalton going back there and throwing the football? No, I think they're going to keep the same offense. They may not have the same results. I mean, Dak was 1,600 yards, you know, going into that game before he got hurt. No, I, no, this is who they are, and they got to outscore people. They're hoping they can make some stops. That that's what they are, and you know they're going to rely on, you know. But the Giants put up 24 points on them, and the Giants they're probably averaging somewhere in the, in, the, in the teens, like 13, 14, and the Giants were in that game. Um, so, yeah, I. I I mean, if Elliott's getting five, six yards a pop, yeah. I mean, you run the ball, keep Kyler Murray on the sidelines, you know, stuff that we discussed over the last few weeks. Um, but for the most part, I, I think they keep their same offense. He's been in camp. Um, he's been in the NFL. He knows how to check out a play. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, the flow of the game down in distance will dictate that. But I, I think they keep their Cowboys offense. Dalton in his 10th season a three-time pro bowler 32 years old but when you come to quarterbacks age i think the older you are 
the better at times because you got that experience. You've seen everything. And I think the Cowboys, you never want to see anyone get hurt. The Cowboys, though, might have been smart this offseason and adding Dalton to their roster. Yeah. And, you know, they paid him a good penny. And, you know, you never think it's going to happen, but you have to have a backup plan. And the fact is, to me, he's a plug-and-play guy. I'm not saying he's going to be Dak Prescott. I'm not saying he's going to run like Prescott. But he's going to run that same offense, and they have enough weapons to score points. Well, we have a plan here on Cardinals Cover 2, and that is Mike Jarecki has homework on Thursday nights. And really, you should ace this one because there is no distraction of Thursday night football. It is all about you breaking down the film and coming up with your three keys and your X factor for Monday night football. Yeah. And, and, you know, we really haven't talked about Isaiah Simmons. I mean, what kind of role is he going to have? Um, we know that, you know, he's been around 12 or 13 snaps. Does that increase? Um, I don't know. I mean, but if you're talking about a rotation, that means you're rotating players. I do think Zach Allen will get more plays. Asan Reddick and the Canards out there, those are your, those, those are going to be your, um, Horses, you know, those guys don't come off the field. And then hopefully they can slide in some, uh, you know, Dennis Gardick, et cetera. Um, but for the most part, I'd be curious to see, you know, where uh, Isaiah Irving is, just the fact that he's been in camp. And, uh, again, a guy I talked to last night, he said he's ready to play right away. So we'll have to wait and see over the weekend. Well, you've got your homework assignment, MJ. I'm ready. I, I mean, I, we talked about a couple in the last couple of days, but, you know, it's that X factor. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm ready. Um, again, I, I think the Cardinals got some momentum. I like what they're, uh, what they're saying. Um, you know, they're downplaying the Monday night game, which I understand it's another game, but I always think the next game is a big game. It's always the most important game. That's what players always say. The next one. Yeah. I mean, we can get ahead of ourselves, but to me, the next one, that's where, that's where the focus should be. Business trip, business to big D. On that note, we will put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.